This is going to be amazing. If you are someone who is trying to reach a goal, then this is for you. Keep listening. Now is the time to unleash the power of your mind and start feeling amazing. Boost your confidence, lose weight, stop smoking, release stress, and more. Visit beyondhypnosis.org and experience how hypnotherapy merged with light and sound technology can take you to higher levels of emotional and physical well-being. That's beyondhypnosis.org. We now offer customized virtual sessions, in-office sessions, and hundreds of hypnosis downloads and healing meditation music in our store. Start creating a better reality today. Visit beyondhypnosis.org. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Meditation Circle. And today uh, we are going to be moving into uh, Reverend Ike's book, Secrets for Health, Joy, and Prosperity for You, uh, a Science of Living Guide. It's a study guide that Reverend Ike created long ago. As you know, he's not with us. Uh, I believe he uh, transitioned to the other side uh, in the 90s um, but he did leave quite a legacy and a framework for us um, really outlined in this book and I just invite everybody to um, to go on over to Amazon or wherever you want to get it you can go to the um, Reverend Ike legacy um, which is his website I know that his son and his family are continuing on uh, in his uh, in his footsteps um, he also has a fantastic YouTube channel that covers all of the principles in this book and so much more in his wonderful Baptist style, so jazzy, <laughs> um, that it, it does uh, stir up emotions, which are super important. Um, but we're in chapter 17, um, from ordinary to extraordinary. And, you know, as we as we think about that, I just want you to to bring people to mind who whom you admire whom you you maybe know their story their background that they may have come from humble beginnings or maybe have uh, moved through seemingly insurmountable challenges um, and and they've risen to the top of their game whatever that is and um, just begin to think of that and i'm going to go ahead and uh, move into the announcements here and then we're going to go ahead and share that screen so that we can read. Um, I just want to shout out and thank the Patreons who actually um, joined my Patreon page and I've been sharing there for a little bit but I've been building up in followers who've actually pledged um, and so I'm thinking that what I want to do is to share the full uh, scope of what we're learning here live. So everybody that joins live um, on these Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 
um, you're going to get the full experience of the meditation as well, which is um, the main uh, meat of what we're working with. We're certainly working through the book, and this time it is Reverend Ike's, um, but then we're doing a meditation that I designed specifically around uh, the principles that we are working with in the book. And when you do it live, you get the most um, full and rich experience because we get to go in and talk about our experiences. Um, you get to be right here um, in the frequency, adding to it, um, receiving it, and all of that. Um, so when I create the archive of the, the full session, moving through the media and also doing the meditation that's associated with it, that is going to be archived for the patrons, um, the people who have donated. And so um, everybody else, you'll also be able to partake of these on the YouTube channels. There is the um, Beyond Hypnosis TV. There's also the Solutions radio channel that is just chock full of a decade worth of interviews, um, as well as a lot of the, the newer material from Beyond Hypnosis. Uh, there's also the Blog Talk radio, the Illuminations Media Network um, station that's on that Blog Talk, and, uh, and more all across the web. Um, but again, you know, we are, we are moving into a time where I just have to, have to just think, I'm just so surprised um, and, and grateful for the outpouring. Um, just abundance is flowing in everywhere. And of course, abundance allows us to, um, to really stay on target with what our passions are. Um, so that when you give, you know, we're always going to receive. That is one of those, those universal laws. And I'm just so grateful for this opportunity uh, that I have with Patreon. Patreon is a great page. If you, if you haven't found Patreon for yourself, if you're um, giving um, goodness out to the world, um, you want to give people an opportunity to give back, um, it's an excellent way to do that. It's an excellent platform to put up your archives or whatever it is that you're doing. But, uh, but yeah, that is what's happening now. And uh, so we'll go ahead into our chapter 17 from ordinary to extraordinary. And I'm going to go ahead and share that screen so that we can move through this process. And um, please let me know, can you see the book on your yes. screen? Yes. Yes. Very good. Yes. Okay. And so... Uh, if the two of you would like to read, let me know. Um, otherwise, I will go ahead and begin the reading. And so we're looking at chapter 17 from Ordinary to Extraordinary by Reverend Ike. With God, all things are possible. Matthew 19:26. Science of Living Principle. Separate the truth of a person from what he appears to be. Look all the way through what appears and see him, his divine self, the presence of God within him. See him as he really is. There is only one true identity and that 
is the divine self. You know, and, and I just want to make a comment on that. Um, I love the way he presented this, that, that no matter what we're looking at, you know, with the eyes, you know, of course, what we see is filtered through our belief systems, our, our judgments, our past experiences, our fears, our loves, all of that stuff. And so when we look at things, especially people, um, with the eyes, the eyes that are only designed to perceive 3D stuff <laughs> in this physical plane, we can miss a lot, you know? But when we are looking at people and things, really seeing them through the eye, not with the physical organ of the eye, but through the eye, we can see who they really, really are on a very deep level. And we can do the same for ourselves. You know, even though with the physical eye, the person might look like you know, they're not uh, living up to their potential or they may seem to be a negative individual or something is going on that we don't deem as correct. But deep inside, there is only that one true identity. No matter how buried over it might be with stuff. You know, and, and we don't know their history. We don't know. We, we may know some of it, but we do not know their internal experience. And so it's super important that we always know that underneath that is that divine self. And the best gift that we can give anybody is to see that truth about them. See them as the divine self. Because really, there's, there's just the one. We're all individuated pieces of the one, of the whole. And we're all learning and growing and doing it in, in ways that are unique. Sometimes it's messy. <laughs> Sometimes it looks weird and bad. But we just need to always keep that in mind. And apply that to others, but also apply that to ourselves that divine self. All right. Now, for years, we have read the beautiful verse of Scripture, With God all things are possible, from Matthew 19, 26. And we have had it preached at us. I know it. I believe it. And I am living proof of it. But it is not enough for us to know that with God all things are possible. We must learn to make that which is possible reality. Make successes out of your possibilities. That which is possible is no good to us until we make it reality. Now ask yourself this question. What are some of my possibilities? Some people conclude that they don't have any possibilities. So they never look for them, never discover them, and never turn them into realities. People like that say to me, why, Reverend Ike, 
I don't have any talent. I don't have any gifts. But let me tell you, everyone has some talent, some possibility within that he can turn into reality. Now, you got some talent and you have some possibility within you that you can make into reality. Some of the most unlikely people have done some of the most good. Some of the most unlikely people have become successful and rich. There was a light in Thomas Edison's mind. I just love the tale about Thomas Edison because he is someone who discovered the possibilities within him and made them realities for the whole world. He was an ordinary man who became extraordinary. Thomas Edison went to a church school where a minister was the headmaster. One day the headmaster got so aggravated at Thomas that he wrote a note to Thomas's mother and sent him home with it. And the note said, don't send this boy back here to school. His brains are addled and he cannot learn. From that point on, Thomas Edison's mother gave him what little formal education he got. Thomas Edison did not accept the idea that his brains were addled and he couldn't learn. As far as that particular teacher was concerned, this boy was a hopeless case. He didn't have any ability. He didn't have any talent. But there was a light in Thomas Edison's mind. He went out and lit up the whole wide world and brought forth so many, many great inventions. Years later, after Thomas Edison became wealthy and well-known, that same teacher wrote him a letter and said, Dear Mr. Edison, I hope you remember me. I used to be your schoolmaster. Now I'm old and on the retired list and don't get much money. Since you're now so wealthy and famous, I'm wondering if you could help me. Thomas Edison sent him $25, and probably $25 more than I would have sent him. I would have sent him a nice letter, however. <laughs> that which is a possibility is no good to us until we make it a reality. God guided Dr. George Washington Carver. Dr. George Washington Carver, a black man, growing up and working under the most disadvantaged conditions, discovered the talents that were in him and brought forth many inventions. He said he would just walk across a field and ask God to guide him. God would guide him to pick up some ordinary element from the earth, like a peanut or a sweet potato. The eye of God through him would see so many unusual things in that ordinary element. Out of the peanut, for example, he made over 300 products, like soap and ink. Products you might be using every day and not even know it. From the ordinary sweet potato, he made 118 products like flour, shoe blackening, and candy. So many different things he brought forth from ordinary, everyday foods. 
He was an ordinary man who became an extraordinary man. And in those days, who would have thought that a black man particularly would become extraordinary? All things are possible, but until you make them into realities, they are of no use to you. From an asthmatic to a great outdoorsman. Uh-oh, go back. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt is another example of someone who developed the possibilities within him into reality. Theodore Roosevelt became a rough rider <laughs> and the 26th president of the United States. But he was born very sickly and very weak. The doctors said that he would never live to manhood. He was an asthmatic. When he was a baby and when he was a boy, many nights his father would take him in his arms and walk the floor with him or walk out to the park with him wrapped in a blanket to try to help him get some fresh air in his lungs. One day, Theodore Roosevelt's father just sat him down and said to him, Now, if you really have the will and the desire to live and be well, you can. Young Theodore had the will to live. He exercised himself and became quite an outdoorsman. He became an extraordinary man. When one of the great men of his day heard that he had later died in his sleep, he remarked, that's the only way that death could take him. Just sneak up on him while he was asleep. <laughs> When anyone around you tries to talk you down, tries to discourage you from developing possibilities within you, don't listen to them. Everybody called Henry Ford a fool. Henry Ford is another of my saints. Now, my saints are different from your saints, perhaps. <laughs> Henry Ford is one of the saints of science of living. If you looked at Henry Ford, there was nothing about him which would give you the idea that, well, this man is going to become a billionaire. Stop and think about it. Not a millionaire, but a billionaire. Henry Ford, who really put the world on wheels, was a common, ordinary man. He had no visible talents, and no one told him he had great possibilities. He worked on his little gasoline engine, and at one point in the process, he held the little contraption over the sink in the kitchen while his wife dripped the gasoline into the engine. He got a dentist to make the first spark plug. <laughs> when he finally got the little contraption so that it would run, everybody in his neighborhood and in his village called him a fool. Preachers called the automobile the devil's horse, but now they ride in one. Don't listen to anyone's negative talk, both in the case of Edison and in the case of Ford. They didn't pay attention, no attention at all, when preachers, teachers, or anyone else tried to talk them down. When anyone around you tries to talk you down, tries to discourage you from developing possibilities within you, don't listen to them. Don't listen to anyone's negative talk. 
Don't pay any attention to anyone who's trying to talk you down. Ordinary people. I find one mistake that people make is this. They seem to think that extremely successful people, extremely wealthy people, are perhaps extremely gifted. But even a brief and superficial inspection of the subject will reveal to you that this is not so. The fantastic inventions that have come forth in this world have come forth to a great degree from ordinary people. People who nobody thought had any talents or possibilities within them. These people have made their mark on the world in positive and wonderful ways. Go to the library and read up on the lives of great inventors and the great successful people and let each of their stories be an inspiration to you. It would surprise you that many of these people were ordinary. And not only were most of these people ordinary, some of these people became the very opposite of what conditions said they could be. The fantastic inventions that have come forth to this world have come forth to a great degree from ordinary people. Ordinary people just like you and me. So decide what you want to be, to do, and to have. Open your mind to the idea that you can make reality out of possibility. Within you is the presence and the power of God. This is your true self. Look to the presence and power of God within you and make that which is possible a reality. And you too will become extraordinary. Ooh, I think this is my favorite <laughs> of all the chapters that we've been through so far. It is so inspirational. You know, anything jump out to the two of you before we move forward to the, uh, to the quotes to remember? Anything new to you in what was shared? No, you guys knew all of this about these ordinary people who became extraordinary? <laughs> well, then I will move forward. And, you know, I'm just going to share a little bit about my story, simply because it is going to be apropos into, into supporting you into moving into the meditation. Um, the meditation is going to be all about us identifying and visioning into existence what our area of greatness and extraordinariness might be. And for me, I think 
what how I phrase what we're supposed to be doing, what our extraordinary talent or gift is in the world, and maybe how to identify it if you haven't yet identified it, is to think about what it is that you would be doing that if you weren't getting paid, if there weren't other obligations, what would it be that you would just be doing? And hey, if you knew you couldn't fail at it, and hey, if it just lit you up and made you jump out of bed every morning, if when you were in the midst of doing it, you just forgot all about everything else. You forgot about time. You forgot about, shoot, other obligations. You were just in the midst of it. And, you know, and it just made you feel good. Now, for me, this hit me when I was given a tape recorder as a kid. I think I might have been nine or something. <laughs> and I was given a tape recorder. Now, my dad worked for ABC News as a cameraman. And uh, there were lots of reporters. And so, of course, because he was part of the news channel, I watched news quite a bit as a kid. So I watched, you know, all these reporters and uh, the people that they were uh, investigating and the the back and forth of the questions and the answers. And I uh, got this tape recorder and I decided I was going to be a reporter. <laughs> I was going to interview people and I was going to um, ask them questions so that they could share things that could help other people, you know, um, bring information to the light and, and, and all of this stuff. And I, and I just knew that, that that's what I wanted to be as a kid. And the, um, newspaper. I was always on, on the journalism team and I had an advice column. <laughs> and uh, at home with my tape recorder, I would interview my dolls, my Barbies back and forth, and I would record the interviews. <laughs> and um, that was just something that I knew that I had to do. And here I am today. This is just what I do uh, with my life. You know, whether it is uh, on my, my um, Solutions uh, Illuminations Media Network, uh, I've interviewed hundreds of authors through the years, just bringing information so that people can be benefited uh, from their books, sharing information that can be helpful. Um, and also my Beyond Hypnosis practice, you know, just gathering information and tools so that uh, people can improve their lives and and reach their goals um, and and even this right here you know this is just another avenue another extension of that of wanting to share information uh, that can inspire people or to help people move through um, problems people who are seeking uh, solutions for things and that's just been with me from the time I was about nine years old, maybe before, you know, I think I remember a picture of me at 18 months old holding a microphone. <laughs> uh, so, so begin to think about that. What is that thing that is you? That thing that you just can't help but do. <laughs> and, uh, and, and just begin to think about that as we 
um, go into these uh, meditative ideas, you know, um, the the review questions and the the mind treatment. Um, just beginning to think about, you know, that here's some quotes. We'll start there. You see how I just get all excited about about this? <laughs> I can't even think about um, what's next. Um, but one of the quotes that's from Reverend Ike, it's, there is only one true identity, and that is a divine self. And certainly we talked about that. We talked about seeing through the eye so that we can see beyond the ordinary. Seeing through the eye so that we can see what is extraordinary in ourselves and in other people. You know, because there's only the one divine self. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it is apparently to this limited 3D uh, organ of the eye, there is so much more. Yeah. The next one is the reward of a thing well done is to have done it. Ralph Waldo Emerson. That's, yeah, that's your reward is to have done it. And you know what that makes me think about in all my years of interviewing and asking people questions, speaking with the elderly, people who, who are nearly at the end of their life. And let's face it, we are all um, going to exit the physical body and the physical body does have um, a time limit, you know, in this plane. Um, but this physical life, these people who know that they're nearing the end of that, they don't regret what they did, the mistakes that they made. What they do regret is what they did not attempt. The things that they did not do, those are those regrets. So moving forward until you achieve the goal, until you do it, even if it's just incremental, start doing it just for the love of doing it. Pretty soon you'll find yourself in it. <laughs> they can because they think they can. And that one is from Virgil. Yeah, if you think you can, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and if you think you can't, you're also right. Because you get to decide. Yeah, Henry Ford, thinking is the hardest work there is, which is, which is the probable reason why so few engage in it. Thinking. Thinking. One of the most important things to thinking, components to thinking is what? Deciding, <laughs> choosing, right? And that's one of the hardest things because we are concerned that we're gonna choose wrong, right? That we're not going to choose the right thing. But as they say, not choosing is also a choice, right? We're not gonna get anywhere if we don't choose. 
So let's get ready for this meditation. And I just invite everyone right here and right now to pull out that pad. You know, the one that I, that I asked you to get in the very beginning. A pad that is attached in a book. <laughs> Whether it is a sticky note or it's a journal, something that is attached so that you can't lose it or misplace it. Very important. And I'll just give you a moment if you, if you haven't gathered that as of yet. But the reason for that is so that you can find this again when you need to refer back to it. The importance of, of journaling and writing down what your intentions are um, is super important because this 3D brain that we're working with, <laughs> a lot of times uh, we'll forget and it will also filter out a lot of important details that we really need to uh, focus in on in, in our idea of creating vision. And that is what our meditation is about today, the visioning process. And I learned this from the great Reverend Michael Beckwith of the Agape International Spiritual Center in LA. Sending out love to all the Agape friends. Reverend Ike, thank you so much for being a part of this same uh, Science of Living group. This is the Church of Religious Science, I think was, was the root of it. And then there was the uh, Centers for Spiritual Living. Um, and there's the Positive Psychology. All of this is under the same umbrella. Uh, these same teachings of recognizing that you are one with the divine source of all creation and that you are the creator of your reality. And I found this visioning exercise to be very, very helpful for me, especially in my beginning stages on this walk of not really knowing who I was or what I was capable of. And so that's why I love sharing it. And that's why I think it's perfect for what we're going to be doing today. And so have that pen and pad ready and nearby. Um, I'm going to ask you to jot down some notes as we move through the process. And so if you're in a safe place, a place where it's all right for you to just go ahead and close those eyes, I want you to go ahead and close those physical outer eyes so that you can just open up those spiritual eyes the ones that can allow you to see so much deeper. And take a deep breath. And just fill those lungs, no concerns about counting breaths, about paying attention to how long your inhale is or your exhale is. Just natural, normal, deep, breaths and just allowing that body to relax and release any tension that there might be just continuing to breathing naturally and normally but just deeper than a little bit normal deeper as we begin to ask ourselves some deep questions, 
I just want you with those eyes closed and your body calm to just ask yourself, what is it that I most want to do, be, have an experience at this time in my life? And with those eyes closed, just allow those thoughts, those ideas, those desires to just flood in. And when they do, just take a moment to jot them down on that pad. And you know what those are. These are the things that are very different from what you think you should be doing. These are the things that just won't let you be. These are the things that you just keep going back to. They just keep showing up in your life. They're things that you just do naturally, easily. And as you jot those down, continue to breathe deeply. And I'll just give you a few seconds to continue that and complete it. And so the second question that you're going to ask, and do this with your eyes closed, what must you become in order to experience this, to do this, to be this, to have this, to live it? What must you become? You know. And once you have those answers, take a deep breath and then jot them down. What must you become? You must become one with the thing in order to experience it. You cannot be what you won't become. Hmm. As you continue to breathe, just get clarity here. Just a few more seconds to finish that up.
and then close those eyes and take a deep breath and ask, what must I let go of in order to do, to be, to have, to experience this? What must I let go of? Is there a story associated with any limited thinking? What is in the way that you must let go of? Is there a physical limitation? Are there agreements that you've made with others? Is there some old belief that might have served you at some point, but is no longer relevant? What do you need to let go of? Whatever it is, it's sucking away your energy and holding you back. I'll give you a few more seconds for this. This can be a little bit more involved. Be completely honest with yourself. This is only for your eyes. Only for those eyes that you see through. those spiritual eyes. And take a deep breath as you own that awareness. And what do you already have? What do you already have? What are you equipped with to achieve what you want to do, what you want to be, what you want to have to experience? What is it that you already have It could be something that you've learned as a result of past challenges. Some awareness that you've come across because of that story.
some buried treasure that you've uncovered. And now it's time to leave the story behind because you've gotten the gift from it. You've grown through it. What have you already got? You're more prepared than what you know. Take a deep breath as you gather all that you are bringing to the table. Deep breath. All right, a couple of more seconds to finish that. Number five, second to the last. And this here may be the most crucial. Are you ready to develop an attitude for everything? Hmm. Yes, everything, even the tough stuff. Are you ready to be grateful for the hard stuff in the story. The challenges have brought you here. The stepping stones. Are you ready to give thanks for the petty tyrants along the way? Take a deep breath as you gather your strength for number six. When you've got that gratitude, take a moment to just well yourself up with all of the gratitude that you can muster for everything right here, right now. Just fill yourself up almost to tears with gratitude for the blessings and the lessons alike. Because within every lesson is a blessing. 
Yes. And even if you haven't found it yet, just know it's there. Seeing through those eyes to the divine truth beyond the appearance of things. That's right. Just allow yourself to become full with this feeling of gratitude. Until you almost want to shed a tear that you are so filled with it. Gratitude down to the core of your being for that last breath that you inhaled. Take a deep breath. And to that final question, number six. Are you willing to do what it takes? And that means saying yes. This is your sacred yes. You have what it takes. You have everything that you need. And if you don't see it in your physical world right now, you have the wherewithal to call it forth by being, doing, and having it, even in rudimentary level right now. That's right. Allow yourself to say yes. And visualize what you can be doing right now, even in its little germ of a form. Doing it, being it, having it right now. Take a deep breath and allow that truth to flow in. Because you've said yes and you've opened the door See it now. Accept it now. And claim it now. That's right. Taking another deep breath. And when you're ready, just come on back to the here and the now. With another deep breath. And come on back, come on back. Hmm. That was really good for me. <laughs> uh, 
And so let's go to the affirmative mind treatment, the prayer. Remembering that prayer is not for God. It's not to make that divine source of creation any more divine, any more creative, any more loving than it already is. The affirmative mind treatment, the prayer, is for us. It is for our benefit to get us ready, willing, and able to receive that which we are asking for. All right. (sighs) Through the presence of God in me, all things are possible. And I just invite you to repeat that after me, either aloud or in your head, it doesn't matter. The main thing is that you are consecrating that space of your mind by speaking the word for yourself in this very moment. Through the presence of God in me, all things are possible. The mind of God in me gives me great ideas which prosper me and make me successful. The mind of God in me is always giving me new and better ideas for making money, for sharing my gifts, for being a benefit to others, for being the best that I can be. I see myself with an abundance of everything, of money, of health, of love, of ideas, of a full bank account, of a full variety of wonderful experiences in life, of abundant health and radiance, energy. I know it is possible to enjoy all of the abundance of life. Health, happiness, love, success, prosperity, and of course money. Thank you, God, in me. Hmm. Divine source in me. For this, I am so grateful. Hmm. Beautiful. And so now we come to those review questions that help us to bring to mind every bit of information that we've gathered Maybe uh, some things that were pointed out helped us to remember some truths that that we've experienced. Um, Help us to really stay on task here. Stay focused here on what it's all about. So question number one, why is it not enough to know that within God, all things are possible? Why is it not enough And what more must we do? 
Well, my answer to that is that certainly we can know that with God all things are possible. But because we are creative beings, we have to demonstrate those possibilities in this 3D plane that we're on. And that's the fun of it. Nothing happens unless something moves. <laughs> and we are the movers. <laughs> we're the ones that demonstrate it on this physical plane. Yeah. And what more must we do? Certainly we, we have to believe, you know, that all things are possible for us. First, we have to decide what it is. <laughs> because there's a plethora of possibilities. We have to decide, number one. Certainly we have to take action. And one thing that's super important that jumps into my mind about this, and of course, we're gonna go over it again in another question, but we also need to make sure that we protect our ideals, our goals, the things that we want to bring forth from negativity, from our environment and other people in it, and from the negativity within our own selves. We must protect those cherished desires. That's major. And certainly, feel free, jump in. If anyone else wants to share anything uh, jumps out to you. Number two, do you have to be extremely gifted to be extremely successful and extremely wealthy? Well, evidently, we were given several examples you know from George Washington Carver Thomas Edison Ford even our presidents these were people with challenges with limitations people who seemed to have things stacked against them I can think of a few now and on the on the world stage. I can uh, look at Oprah Winfrey, you know. She used her disadvantage, what, what seemed to be an obstacle for her, a couple of them, to become an inspiration to others. And, and that became her claim to fame. It became her success. We can definitely use whatever it is that seems to be a problem for us, a limitation. A gift is hiding there often. Something that the world needs is hiding in our own challenges. 
perhaps coming from adversity and having challenges is a great catapult, a motivator that can make us, will us, to really make our dreams come true. We can use everything. List some of your possibilities. And we've already done that in the meditation and you can think of what those are. And through the process, I know some ideas came to you. The main one, and for me, I often uh, tell clients, don't focus on the how, the steps as to how things are going to happen and where you're going to get it and no. But in this one, identifying the how you can be doing it right now. Even if it's in a very minuscule way that may even seem insignificant. How can you be doing it now? As a little girl, I knew that I wanted to share information that was going to inspire and help people. I played pretend with my Barbies, with my tape recorder. I was doing it. I was moving through the process of just doing it. And then soon it grew into something that just wouldn't let me be. <laughs> it became something that I just have to do. And it's brought so much joy into my life. How can you be doing it in any way possible right now? The next question, how should you regard other people's discouraging remarks toward you and your ideas? And yeah, that can be challenging, especially when people that we care about and respect are naysayers in our world. can you do about that? How can you protect your vision for your life? And it might be helpful when these things come to mind to write them down so that you can have them in your journal so that you can refer to them when things get difficult. So that here you are, you are in a state where you're thinking clearly, maybe your emotions are not high. We've just come out of a meditation and we're very clear. 
begin to write down the things that come to mind about what you can do to protect your ideal. And so when you are emoting, maybe when your energy is lower and you've been pressured, you're feeling low, you have something to refer to, something that you can do for yourself. One illustration I apply to my clients when they know that they are going to face opposition or um, during our sessions, um, they are facing opposition from other people, whether it's loved ones, um, whether it's family members who expect them to behave in a certain way, to continue to fulfill their side of a contract, if you will. And things are upset because they've decided to change. <laughs> um, it can be very difficult, especially when people who are close to us know how to push our buttons or people who we rely on for things that we think we need. And one illustration that I use is the barking dog. <laughs> Now certainly you can walk through a neighborhood and there are different fences and gates as you go down the road. And when you get too close to a certain property, that guard dog is going to come out and bark at you, isn't he? He's going to bark because he is there to guard what's most important to him. And the same is true for naysayers and haters and people who criticize us when we want to make a good change and go for something in our lives. If in some way it challenges their most cherished belief or it pulls up fear that something is going to change and they're no longer going to get their needs met in some way, they are going to bark loudly because you have threatened their territory, right? And so what do you do when you see a barking dog as you're walking down the street? You just walk on by, keep it moving, keep stepping, because you respect that, yes, they do have to guard their territory. Of course, we all do. But that you don't have to allow their barking to prevent you from walking on into your outcomes, your success, your goals, your dreams. They have a right to bark, but you have a right to keep on walking. <laughs> And so I hope that is helpful. That's a really good one to keep in mind when we come across some opposition <laughs> when we're making a change in our lives. Okay. And so just giving a moment now, we've kind of moved through a lot today. We did our meditation and just opening up the floor for if there's anything to share. Um, and at a later date, if you like, 
um, you can also type it into the comments on whatever platform you're uh, viewing this on or listening uh, this to on. But, uh, but the floor is open now. Anything? So I thank you so much for joining us today here on the Meditation Circle. Uh, we moved through a lot today. I know you've got a lot on your mind. <laughs> um, but yes, all things are possible. Even in a germinal seed, begin to do it in the way that you are able to do it now. And pretty soon it will take root and blossom into something so much bigger than you could even imagine. And you're going to notice something that I've changed. Usually when I say my farewell and in my signature, in my emails, I always say peace and blessings. Well, I'm making a change here because I'm realizing that we need more than peace. And yes, we've already got blessings, so that is a given. But I have made a change. My closing is health, wisdom, and power. Because those are the components that we're going to need now. There's a big change afoot, and we're all being prepared. So we're definitely going to need our health. We're going to be able to need to use our knowledge wisely and we're going to need some power to back us up <laughs> so again thank you so much for joining us here and i hope to see you soon uh, next week we'll be back with more from reverend ike <laughs> and so much more take good care and again health wisdom and power thank you bye-bye Oh, thank you. Bye now.